wanted a 30-second advertisement for the Super Bowl 52. It will cost you $4.5 million for 30 seconds. Now, is that crazy or what? It's 30 seconds, and the national people keep saying, yeah, but Brother Jerry, 100 million people are watching the Super Bowl. 4.5 million? I think lots of ways to spend it better than a 30 second commercial. Also today, Super Bowl, 4.8 billion, that's B billion, will be bet on that one game, 90% of it illegally around the world. And I want to tell you, there's going to be a lot of people who are watching
realizing that all of life is valuable. And we just read Psalm 139 collectively before I go. Did you hear the psalmist say in our responsive reading, even if I go up to heaven, you are there. Even if I go down to the grave, you are there. Even there, your hand will guide me. Because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. If you don't get anything else out of the sermon today, you know that every one of you here is valuable and fearfully and wonderfully made to God our Father in heaven. Or he wouldn't have given Jesus Christ for you on the cross. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. You made all of my delicate and inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Here's the kicker. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And point out anything within me that offends you and lead me in the everlasting way or along the path of everlasting life. What are treasures in heaven? Anybody got any ideas? Human soul. is above all price. More than anything else, God loves the soul more than all creation. I believe God made everything there is, folks. Y'all don't have to argue with me. I'm not a scientist, but I believe that even scientists have to admit there are some things they don't know the answer. And when the unexplainable is there, the mystery of God, God made everything there is, whether they agree with that or not. The way that we're designed, the unique nature that we have in us, that our body works like it does, that our brain works like it does, that our heart that we feel in our inner being, we know when something is wrong. God gives us a conscience. Unless we've given our conscience over to some type of evil and it's speared over. We know from the time we're little when we do something wrong. You know, nobody ever had to teach them to do something wrong. Did that teach you to do something wrong? I don't know about y'all. When I came out of my mother's womb, I was bent towards sin. Pretty strong. You ever get in trouble when you're little? Ever tried to please a fish? I didn't know what I was doing. Johnny made me do it. Jim made me do it. Somebody else's fault? Oh, all of us have. What are the treasures of heaven, though? Kindness, love, grace, mercy, forgiveness, joy, peace, goodness, meekness, humility. I can go on. Doing something good for somebody. Years ago, Eric Clapton, well-known guitarist, well-known performer, songwriter, lost her little son, Connor. He fell. They were visiting some neighbors, and somehow he got out on the balcony, and they poured a fire in the about how old he was. He fell 53 stories and was dead. He wrote this song. I want you to hear the words of it. Because in the song, he pours out. As a father, he pours out his doubts, he pours out his questions, he pours out his affirmation in this song for the loss of this little boy. Would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? Would it be the same if I saw you in heaven? I must be strong and carry on because I know I don't belong in heaven. Would you hold my hand if I saw you in heaven? Would you help me stand if I saw you in heaven? I'll find my way through night and day because I know I just can't stay here in heaven. Time can bring you down. Time can bend your knees. What's he talking about? Bend your knees. It's the loss of a child. 
lot of other things may not have sent him to his knees, but the loss of his son Connor did. He, he didn't have anywhere else to turn but to God, and so he got down on his knees and he prayed and prayed and prayed for a sense of understanding. Time can break your heart. Every one of you here knows that if you live long enough, your heart's going to get broken somehow. Either you break it yourself by foolish acts or a bad decision, or somebody else breaks it for you. I'm begging you, please, begging you, please, behind the door there's peace, I'm sure, hear this affirmation, and I know there'll be no more tears in heaven. Where does that come from? Revelation 7 and 21. 7.17, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes in heaven. Revelation 21. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. You see, I believe the heart of this whole passage this morning is how we value things, what we focus on, what do we give and assess value to, what's most important to us.
scripture says he went away sad because he had very much. How do we store up things in heaven? What is God's stewardship about? Stewardship is where God puts something in your hand and you use it for his glory and honor the best, longest possible way you can do it. That's one of the faults I have with the younger generation. They think old things need to be taught. I'm talking to the wrong person. But those old things can be used to bless somebody else. They need to be recycled. The way you store up treasures in heaven is by giving God's love away in the variety of forms that we have the opportunity to do. How much value can you put on a smile? Have a loved one. Have a little child. See, I almost broke out in tears while ago when Bradley came up and his mom and dad are sitting right here. You know why? Tell them why. How long was Bradley in Scott White Hospital? Two months. Two months living on the edge of whether he's going to make it or not. Two months that this church and a number of other churches prayed for this little boy that came up and what he was handing was his information card. Three years old now? Doing good. Doing good, isn't he? Walking miracle, isn't he? Yeah, right. I mean, you only know he's been a blessing to your life in more ways than you could ever dream possible. Right? You see, how do you put a value on the gift of a child? How do you put a value on a college degree that helps somebody grow and learn and teach others? Zach, how long have you been teaching? 35, 40 years, somewhere in there? 31, Zach? Too many to, too many to remember? 37? <laughs> you know how many people they've influenced? And by the way, I'll just point this out. Zach was the head coach in attendance for the state of Texas this year in his division. Is that right? I'm not misstating anything. And how, how much value can you put on a teacher's life who teaches one student after another after another and helps them get over a hump so that they can grow and mature people. Pam, how long have you taught? I know you're still teaching part-time. 25 years. Christine, is that about how long you've been teaching? 23. 23. Ernie? 19. 19. You see... All among you right there are people who have given their lives to the profession of teaching. And their impact on other people is immeasurable. <coughs> Dennis, how long in the public school system? 38. 38 years. You don't want to check out a library book and keep it out. <laughs> She's also, she was head librarian for a long time. But in her later years, she taught ESL, right? And she taught kindergarten one year? How do you put a value on what people do? How do you put a value on donating blood that saves another person's life or donating a kidney or some other organ? How do you put a value on somebody that you share your testimony with and they come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior? How do you put a value on that? Anthony, how do you put a value on that? Can't put a value on can't put a value on tenure restrictions. No what? 
can't go to value on Daniel Stevens. No. Somebody leads you to Jesus, say, turn you on to Jesus, you ask him into your heart, and you become a changed person. For some of us, it's a meeting. Just like that. But for most of us, it's over a period of time. You know, I always joke that when I baptize somebody, I need to hold them down a little bit longer and put some foot on them and get all the old man out of them. I want you to think about heavenly treasures. Notice the difference between earthly treasures and heavenly treasures. Heavenly treasures, moth and rust and vermin, cannot destroy. Nobody can steal those treasures from you. Thieves can't break in and take those treasures. They're beyond the reach of those who would try to destroy them. And our hearts will always be wherever our treasures are. Years ago, I ran across a photo I've never been able to find who said it. I tried to take it down. Everyone is a slave to that which dominates them. Who dominates your temper? Who dominates your heart, your mind, your thoughts? Last couple of years ago, 2015, up in that crater park up in Arkansas, any of y'all have been there, been there one time, go dig for diamonds. Oh, man, you know, a treasure. If anybody don't know this, they keep it from all over the way of the world come there to dig for diamonds. A person by the name of Bobby S. Carson found a 8.52 carat. Yes, I may fail, but God loves me with an everlasting love, and I 
Some of y'all may not believe that, but I believe in the security of the believer because it doesn't depend on me. It depends on God's word and his care for me and his love for me and his promise. There is an inheritance that will never fade away. 1 Peter 1, 4 and 5. There's a place where there will be no more sorrow and every tear will be wiped from their eyes. Revelation, I just read it a while ago. Such a great passage of scripture. Wonderful passage of scripture. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things have passed away. As a pastor this week was hard on me. I'm gonna be honest with you. I went home after Thursday afternoon and I sat down in my bed and I just started crying. Why? Because I lost two men in my life that I've known and loved and cared about. John has worked on my lawnmower for years, and when I get them messed up, I take them to him and he show me what I did wrong. Bill, I played golf with. He'd go off in the trees out there. He had a perpetual slide. He never could correct his slide. Go off in the trees. I told him one time, I said, Bill, ride together. I said, maybe I need to go back and get my chainsaw where we can get out of this. <laughs> you just blah, 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 blah. I said, if you keep doing that, people are going to think you're speaking in tongues out here on the golf course. Never said anything bad. He'd just go blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, self-talk is what I call it. But he loved playing golf. And I love playing with him. And I want you to know for the last several years since he's been here, every Thursday morning he has prayed for this church with a group of men.
There's a little girl down lives out of San Antonio. When she was born, she weighed one pound and 12 or 13 ounces. And she was in an NICU unit for two months. She was so little. Now she's nearly six feet tall and she can rope and ride a horse and barrel weight better than anybody in here. To me, that's a, that's a miracle. Thank you. 